Yo. Welcome back to the Weekend Review Podcast. And I know I'm fucking late. I know. I know I'm late, all right? But listen, I am stretched thin. I'm busy. Don't you know, you're not only talking to the life and arts editor, you're also talking to the sports writer and the now music writer for Eastfield's Etc. newspaper. I've got so many hats on my head, man. I was just, I'm not going to bore you all with the details of my job today, but I was talking to mom about everything I've been doing and everything I've been facilitating, and she asked, are you gunning for managing editor? And I just looked at her and said, I didn't know that was a job, but shit, if it is, I should already have that. That should already be me. And I... It, you know the whole like don't talk about your job, don't talk, don't say anything like bad on on podcasts or in general cuz it'll reflect badly on you. I don't feel guilty at all saying that. I I am fully uh confident that anybody I work with would agree with me. So that's that. That's all I'm going to say about. It. Well, one more thing is I it's so nice like oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I have hiccups. It's so nice liking the people that I work with. Going from, you know, basically NPCs that had the same three lines in a given day to people who I actually enjoy uh, making jokes with and having conversations with and just just being around like they make me more productive. I can bounce ideas off them. It's nice. It's um, it's a pleasant change of pace, I got to say. But today was a. Today was a productive day, and I also got a much-needed break afterwards. Got to chill with Dad. I don't know what's happening to my audio bar right now. I'm going to pause it and see what's up. Okay, we should be good now. Like I said, today has been a very productive day, but after that, I just need to decompress, man. After work, I've been having nothing but work on my mind lately because I've just been taking on everything I can. Just been thinking, what can I do to make this go out faster? What can I do to make sure this goes out as, as a good, completed product? Just everything. So when I go home, it's hard to take my mind off of that track. So I went to my parents' house today, played drums for a while. And that was actually really cool because I played this Coheed and Cambria song. It was um, Crossing the Frame. do 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 um, there aren't any memorable lyrics in that song, I, I, I don't think. But there there is like a, a section where it has a like a mini solo at the end that's kind of spaced off from the beat. Like you're hitting on two and four, two and four, two and four. And then you have to throw in an extra bass to get the snare hit onto one. So it's uh, bass, snare, bass, snare, bass, snare, bass, snare, snare, bass, two, bass, four, bass, two, bass, four, bass, two, bass, bass, one, bass, and then you go into the, you go into the whole solo, but I had to just zone in on that for a while and really chop it out to get into it, and six, I played it successfully a few times, rewound the whole song, played it through all the way, I hit it, so, that felt very good, felt satisfying, and I got to focus on something other than work, so that was cool. Also been spending more time with my dad every week now, 
we used to always go out to dinner with mom on Wednesdays. And then mom uh, got enveloped into the church. She drank the Kool-Aid and they pulled her in. So then it turned into just me and dad on Wednesdays. And then I'm busy on some Wednesdays. Dad was busy on some Wednesdays. I ended up hanging out with Eileen on Wednesdays. But I've been free the past few. So we've been going out again and it's been pretty nice. We went to Fuzzy's. I was all excited because I was planning on getting a margarita and not having to worry about uh, asking if or being like, this is, my, this is my dad. No, this is my dad. You know that I'm 21 now. But I went out to my car and it turns out I left my wallet at home. So had to beg for forgiveness up at Fuzzy's and they still gave me a margarita. So we lucked out. But it's always nice, man. Just getting to catch up with him. Just seeing, you know, talking about his jobs, telling him about my job. It's pretty nice, pretty nice. And then we, we came back and watched Futurama, which is still going pretty strong. It's definitely not as good as the original, but I'm not mad at it. I'm having fun, so cool hanging out with my dad. It's a, it's a Wednesday, you know. We're halfway there, and we're halfway through the week, which means I am extremely late. And, yeah, I apologize, but listen... I'm about to tell you about the weekend that I had and more specifically what I spent my Sunday doing. So we'll see. Uh, you can still be angry at me afterwards if you feel like it, but I'm going to go ahead and give my side of the story. All right. You can go ahead and phrase this as like the worst birthday ever, the, the craziest weekend of my life, the um, scariest experience I've ever experienced. A lot of adjectives you could throw in front of this one, ladies and gentlemen, but here it is. Here it is. We are We're going to tell the story of my first birthday party in my own domicile. This is my apartment. I have a couch. I bought a table. I got alcohol food and whatnot, I threw a party here. I invited all the boys. We went out to Korean barbecue first. Then we all came to my apartment afterwards, and I was pretty excited. I'm sipping some uh, punch right now that I made over the uh, first Saturday because no one else fucking drank it, and it has half a, a handle of Tito's in it. And that's not going to waste, but I, I was excited to do that. I was ex- I, I just... I like the idea of hosting people, having everybody around, beer pong, stuff like that. So we went to Korean barbecue. It was very good. Everybody came back. And you know me, all right. I'm quite the party animal. I, uh, let's just say, I got some butterfly wings flapping, all right. And we ended up with a bag of edibles at my party. And so me being the gracious party host i offered them up like hey who wants who wants these who wants these and kevin being the brave soul that he is was the first one to bite he you know he ate some edibles and i guess he was kind of like the guinea pig i think michael ate a little bit too at that point everybody else passed steve was also there he said nah i'm gonna wait till geo gets here then i'll have one i was like all right cool cool julian he just passed he said he wasn't going to eat any. That's fine. Doesn't matter. It's it's for the guests. If y'all want to have more fun, here you go. I want y'all to have a good time. 
I had eaten some earlier. I'd been smoking, drinking. We're all chilling, straight vibing, all right? Now, uh, Hector, he shows up a little late, and then I call Gio because Gio's he, he's kind of been wishy-washy because he has homework to do or something. So I FaceTime him, and we, we got that relationship. He's like the only person other than Eileen that I share my location with. Couldn't tell you why, but he's the homie, so I don't mind it. FaceTimed him. Hey, what's up, bro? Oh, what's up, dude? What, what's going on? He says he's still got some homework to do. I'm like, bro, fuck that homework. He's like, nah, I really got to do it. So I say, hey, man, I've got a computer over here. Why don't you come do it over here? And then Julian is uh, taking similar classes in college. So I'm like, yo, you got plenty of help over here, too. Just come on. He says, all right, bro, I'll be there in a second. Which I know is a damn lie because it's Geo. Took that boy another 30, 40 minutes to get over there. Whatever. He pulls up. He's like, damn, bro, who's in there faded right now, bro? Who's in there fucked up? So I give him the lay of the land, and I tell him the uh, the deal that Steve struck earlier. He was, Steve said, hey, man, I'll probably take a, take one when Gio gets here. Take one when Gio gets one. Gio, he's down for the dogs, all right? He is already like, oh, bet, bet, bet. I can't wait to do that, bro. So we walk up the stairs, and as I get up the stairs, Hector is already like ripping into the bag of edibles which honestly i'm kind of like bro can you fucking it is not that crucial can you wait for me like there is, is my you know i'm handing them out all right but whatever he he gets his bit that's cool i didn't see how much he got honestly but i'm assuming he served himself i i gave geo some i gave steve some and now because kevin had eaten some about an hour an hour and a half earlier at this point he ate a pretty small amount, and he was like, nah, bro, I don't really feel shit. I don't feel anything. Michael, he said he didn't feel anything either. So I'm like, all right, these must be pretty weak. All right, here, Gio, you eat this much, which was more than, you know, I gave Michael and Kevin, and or more than Kevin took. I didn't give him any. He just pulled off a square. And I gave Steve the same amount, which was bigger, uh, maybe like two times what I gave Kevin. They ate them. We're all like, ah, they they taste all right. They taste all right, which is good news for me because, you know, as the chef, I don't want it to taste like ass, but everybody takes a bite of the edibles. We're chilling. Steve and Julian post up on this, on my computer that I'm looking at right now to do Gio's homework. Gio also has his laptop on the computer doing his homework with Micah, who just ate an edible too with them, but I think he ate a smaller piece. We're chilling. Everything's fine and dandy. Just kind of shooting the shit at this point. We'd already played beer pong, and I sucked. I lost. I Julian carried me, and I hit one twofer. So I hit like I hit it in one cup, and it bounced in another. That's all I did, and it was just a stroke of pure luck. So that is what it is. I'm bad at beer pong. It's for the fun of it. We had already finished with that. Put the table up. We we're just chilling, and I I've, I noticed eventually that like. Julian is busting out laughing like Julian is doubled over dying laughing and I ask him why and he points at Steve and Steve's kind of just like sitting there with a smile on his face like uh I'm pretty sure it's Neville Papperman from iCarly he's holding like a, a, a glass of juice and he's got like a smile on his face maybe it's Carly that, that is the meme actually but He's got like that smile and he's just staring at the computer. And I look at the computer 
And it's like the Microsoft Edge homepage, which is Bing or something. And then I look back at Steve, and he's just kind of staring at it. <clears throat> so I'm thinking, oh, damn, Steve must be he must be zoning. Like the, I guess the edible kicked in. And Julian's like really finding it funny, which I'm in my head. I'm thinking, okay, we lost beer pong. We both took a shot. Julian must be a lightweight. I know the dude's like skinny as all get out, like skinnier than I am. This dude's like a feather floating away, but I guess it whooped his ass or something. Kevin, he's still pretty chilling. I look over at Michael. Dude is on my couch, like, his head is at a perpendicular angle from his body, like, 90 degrees, staring straight at the ceiling, just passed the fuck out. Michael is out cold, bro. Micah is doing the same thing, except his head's at the opposite angle. He's just kind of, like, staring at his tummy. Gio, he's kind of laughing at his computer, and I think he's trying to do homework still. And that's uh that's every no Hector, at this point he's passed out on the floor, behind my couch using my thousand dollar snare drum as a pillow, which I subbed out for a real a real pillow as soon as I noticed. That was the first thing I did. I asked Kevin, "What's up? What 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 happened? What what did you notice?" Kevin said, "Steve's just been staring at the computer for a while, bro. I don't know." And so we're just chilling. We're just chilling. I notice after a certain amount of time that Julian is now rubbing Steve's back and Steve is spinning around, not in a good way. Like Steve is just spinning around and not talking to us and he's just kind of staring at the computer. And so Julian, he gives me a paper to give to Gio, right? Because the whole thing was there working on Gio's homework. And so I, 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 I grab it and I give it to Gio and Gio looks at it and just goes, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> they just gave me like chicken scratch, man. Like I can't, I can't do anything. with this. And he just starts laughing and freaking out about how he's fucked and he can't do any of his homework. And he can't like it was due at midnight and he didn't turn it in. And so he's like just freaking out. And I'm slowly realizing like, wait a minute. This party is not going very well. <laughs> this party is not very, um, not too happy of an occasion anymore. I talked to Gio and he's like, yeah, bro, I'm fucking, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm gone. I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do. Julian's still comforting Steve. After a second, I'm like, nah, bro, let's just... All right, if they're not doing homework, I turn my computer off. I We stood Steve up, sat him on the couch. He still wasn't talking or anything. He was just... Now he's just, you know, slumped back into the couch. Michael was still asleep. Micah was asleep. Kevin, Julian, and I, we clearly figure out that we're the only ones of san sane mind. So we go into my room for a huddle. Everybody else is out here in the living room where I'm at right now. We go into my room for a huddle. Just like, bro, what the fuck do we do right now? Like, bro, they're all fucked up. What do we do? Just panicking pretty much. And I've real I find out over this course of time, this is where we put it all together. Julian is not faded off that shot. He ate a small piece, like a a, a 
tear off of Kevin's edible, and he is zooted. He's zooted. He's gone. Kevin has kind of faded from this edible that he said didn't do shit earlier. And it's been about an hour since Gio and Steve took theirs. So Steve is zoinked out of his mind. Gio is getting there. And Mike has passed out because of it. So is Michael and Hector. We, uh, I don't know. There wasn't much of a plan. It all happened pretty fast. We kind of just decide, all right, let's put SpongeBob on. <laughs> the cure-all, SpongeBob. Just something nice and relaxing and calming to put on so everyone has something to vo- focus on and vibe out. And we put that on. We, we're still trying to talk to Steve. Steve still is not talking to, to us, all right? And this, let me just break it down for you. His eyes were open. He was looking around. We could call his name and get his attention. Dude was nonverbal. He was not saying anything to us. He would just look at us. This continued the rest of the night. Kevin and Julian tried to stay for as long as they could, but at a certain point, Ken was like, bro, my girl's waiting on me, you know? I was like, yeah, I get it, bro. You got to do shit. You got to go. And he was Julian's ride, so Julian had to go too. There's two-thirds of the uh, the minds right there. The meeting of the minds, that was two-thirds of it. So it's just me now. I post up in my office chair next to Gio, on, and he's on the couch. We're just watching SpongeBob, and I'm just trying to like make sure that he's still here with me. Make sure he's not turning into Steve, which he didn't, thankfully. We stayed up talking shit most of the night until we both fell asleep. Micah's asleep on the couch. Uh, Steve's asleep on the couch. Hector is asleep on the floor. Some point, I move to the floor, fall asleep. Some point during the middle of the night, Micah slams down onto the floor and falls asleep. Steals the blanket away from everybody on the couch. Hey, you do you, Micah. It is what it is. I wake up. I move to my bed. I'm pretty sure Micah leaves. And then, because I was faded, we had drank so much the night before, in my grogginess, half-sleep, half-awake state, I heard Steve talk. I heard Steve talk. Like the dude who, like I said, took the edible at 10, about 11 o'clock this shit hit. He didn't talk the rest of the night till about 2 a.m. We all passed out. In the morning, he finally talked again. So, you know, I'm laying in the bed with my eyes closed, but I hear this. And in my head, I think, oh, thank fucking God. We woke up. And it's all over, right? We woke up and everything was better. Just like you hope so. Just like in a good movie, you know, the parents come home right after you've cleaned up for the party. Everything's cool. I go back to sleep. And as I'm going back to sleep, I'm just repeating what I heard Steve say in my head over and over again. He, he was talking about how he felt as it was happening, saying, yeah, man, I just, you know, I remember bits and pieces. And they were like, could you hear us talking to you? Could you, could you hear it? He's like... Yeah, bro, like I heard y'all, but I don't know. And that's all I remember. Went back to sleep. Woke up. Everybody's still here except for Micah. Geo, Steve, and Michael and Hector are still here. I walk out, start talking to uh, Geo, start talking to Michael. And soon I realize there's one boy 
in my house, there's one guy who's not talking back to me. Yeah, that's right. Steve once again had gone nonverbal. Which is fucking bullshit, and I still don't understand, all right? He was fine when I was earlier in the morning. He was completely fine. All the guys attest to it. I didn't dream that he had uh, been fine. He was fine. But I woke up again, and he was back to being nonverbal. So this began our day of sitting next to Steve and me talking to him the whole day. To, with no response, just trying to get him to come back to this realm of existence, because I still don't know where he was. He won't. I don't. I don't know. I still don't know where he was. Like he would just sit there and stare at you, and you know we'd be watching SpongeBob, right? And then we'd mention something, we'd joke about something, and he'd laugh. The motherfucker would. <sighs> He would sit there like a cerebral palsy patient or something, like his arms wrapped up around himself and just giggle to death. Just laugh, tickled, like he knew what was going on. He was in there. And about a noon, you know, we're still just doing this. At this point, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously worried, but because of the fact that he was okay, that's why I chose, like, I knew that he would be okay in the end. All we had to do was wait. So we just keep waiting, keep waiting. We just talk more shit, talk more shit. We bring up all the classic times, okay? I'm going to go ahead and air this out. This is funny. Fuck it. Uh, one of the times, this is one of the classic historical moments in the boys' history, okay? We were all in a Discord call, and Michael was getting on to Hector for some reason. Maybe it was because he spends money. I don't. I don't remember. He was like... He was criticizing him, and he was, he ended with like, "You make poor life decisions." Michael said to Hector. And now Michael, being an overly or, or, or a hefty man, made himself an easy target because Hector came right back at him with, "Michael, we can all look at you and see that you make poor life decisions." And Dude, I swear to God, everybody in the Discord call and probably people that weren't even in the Discord call started laughing. Oh, my dude. It was legendary. Like, I still remember the moment. But the point is, everybody was there for this, including me, Gio, Michael, and Steve. Everybody that was still there. So I look at Steve on the couch, and I just go, Hey, Steve, you remember that time Hector talked to Michael about life decisions? You know, the, the most bare minimum hint that I could give and Steve just starts chuckling, just starts like he can't stop him. He's just sitting over there laughing on the couch. Gio's laughing. Michael, he, he's really not laughing that much, which I understand, all right? we I Look, it was a dire situation. I had to poke fun at somebody to get something out of Steve. But, you know, we chill there. We chill there. Eventually, we... um. I think Steve's phone went off. Steve's phone goes off, and it's his brother. And so I'm like, yo, Steve. Hey, Steve, bro, you got to like, dude, you got to like, hey, man. I'm like tapping him on the leg. I'm like, hey, bro, you got to let him know, dude. Your brother, your brother's calling. And I say his name. Your brother? Yeah, him? He's calling, bro. You, he doesn't know where you're at right now. You got to like let him know. And, dude, it was just like an anime or a cartoon or a movie where you're like, I know the real you. 
And he, he like came out and I saw him like kind of wake up and wipe his face off. And he's just like, oh, God, fuck. And so we were like, Steve, 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 because he had came back once again. We started talking to him, trying to keep him there, trying to keep in contact, conversation with him. And so uh, Michael and, Ke- and Gio were like, yo, we should pull him out on the balcony. The sun really helped us. So we do. Me and Gio, we take him out there. Michael goes to the restroom. Gio and I are out there standing, talking to Steve, just asking him basic questions, just keeping him there, talking to him. And then all of a sudden, Steve just stops answering questions. Just stops. And I'm talking like Gio and I, we were literally talking to Steve about how relieved we were. And how, like, dude, we didn't know, like, what was going to happen, how long this was going to take, man. We're finally free. And, like, I I was supposed to hang out with Eileen at 2 o'clock that day. And it was about 3 when this happened. So I had already texted her, like, hey, you know, we, we, we can maybe see you about 3.30, all right? But then he just, he just went back. And, dude, I don't, like, I can sit here and tell you all day. That he just didn't talk. He was unresponsive, but I don't think I can convey the feeling to you until you've like looked at your friend in the face, like, and he's looking right back at you like a dog. Like, he he doesn't know what's happening and he's not talking to you. Like, I don't. Broski, I've known. Steve, and I've known Gio since kindergarten. I'm 21 years old. I've known them longer. I've known them for 16 years, bro. And I'm looking at this dude, and he's helpless. Like, he really is. He wasn't like, like, like if I dropped something and I asked him to pick it up, that, that shit was not happening, bro. Like, we were leading him by the hand, Everywhere we went. to Back to the couch. All right, Steve. Come on, Steve. Come here, Steve. Come on. And just babying him. And so we finally thought that we were out. We were in the clear. He was better. And here we go back again. We sit him back on the couch. I uh, put my TV on for SpongeBob. I set it in one of the kitchen chairs so it's high. We can all see it. And as I start to walk back towards the couch, my TV falls and breaks. And now, like, any any normal day this happens, train wreck, right? That fucking sucks, obviously. This day, where my friend is, like, stroked out on the couch, it's pretty much just insult to injury. Like, I sat down for a second, I said, all right, guys, I'm going to go get another TV. I will be right back. Went, got my TV, came back, set it up, chilled for another bit. And by this point, Michael and uh, Gio, they're like, hey, man, we got to go, bro. Like, we we want we want to stay here. We want to make sure Steve's okay. But, like, we got to get home, dude. Our Our parents are asking. Our families are asking. So I say, all right, bro. You know, it's not – I appreciate you being here. You really – 
there's not much they could have done anyways. They were just there more for moral support, so I wasn't just going insane with my friend next to me, just not right. Let me get a drink of water real, real quick. That's how long it takes for me to finish a water bottle. <laughs> if you were curious, whew, stay hydrated. So, yeah, they left. <clears throat> and once again, I'm just sitting with Steve. We're watching SpongeBob, and I'm just next to him talking to him about everything, getting no response, nothing back. I'm slapping his leg. I uh, went to Walmart at some point, got peppercorns. I had put peppercorns in his mouth and gotten him to chew them. That didn't help. It's supposed to be a cure-all for, like, getting high. It's supposed to break you out of it. But dude was way too far gone. I don't know. Sat there a while longer. He came back once. I got him I got him to stand up. I was like, bro, are you hungry? You hungry? He's like, yeah, I could eat. I could eat. I got him to start eating a granola bar. As he was eating the granola bar, he went back. Went back under. Went back over. Wherever the fuck that he went this point, I called my mom like, Mom, I don't know what to do. Is there anything I could do? I mean, at this point, do I just take him to his parents? Like, I don't. He took it at 10 p.m., all right? Kicked in about 11. At this point, it's like 5, dude. Dude is going for like the 24-hour high. He is trying to be high all day, literally. So I don't know like when the come down will happen. And then when uh, mom's assessing the situation and hears that he's only had a granola bar today, she says, go get him a burger, go get him a taco, a hot dog, something, put something in food in front of him. So, uh, you know, Steve, my human pet, follows me down to my car as it's raining. So, like, you know, he's, he's basically on autopilot, as close to human autopilot as possible. Just like rain hitting his face. It's... <laughs> wind and stuff we still make it in my car we get in i strap he straps himself in i'm pretty sure i had to tell him seatbelt though but he got it we um pulled up to sonic which luckily is literally a minute from my house pulled up there i had ordered some cheeseburgers from the from the app we were waiting on them to come out and the cheeseburgers took like 20 minutes to come out but after the first five minutes of waiting my friend came back all right, Steve just started talking to me again. And I don't remember how, dude. I wish I could remember the question I asked him or what, like, how he came to. But all of a sudden, dude was just talking to me again. And I was like, bro, do you know what time, do you know what time it is? And he just looks at my clock and he's like, 6.15? I'm like, no, but do you, <laughs> but do you get, like, you've been here all day. You've been, you've been at my house, in my company. I've been taking care of you. For a full day, your, your your parents don't know where you are. You've got 13 missed calls. And one of them, I had walked up to Steve at one point. He just had his phone in his hand. And like I said, Steve, unresponsive, not saying anything, just laying there, eyes open, phone in his hand. It's buzzing. I go over and I look at the phone. It says devil on the screen. Steve's getting a call from the devil. I find out later that's his name for his mom. But, dude, I, in this situation, friend stroked out, 
getting a call from the devil? Like, <laughs> can could you paint a more f- freaky picture? But Steve, he came back while we were waiting for the burgers. And I am so, 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 so relieved to say he didn't leave me again after that. He stayed talking to me the whole time we were waiting on the Sonic dude. He stayed with me the way back. And then we sat down and we ate the burger. And then we planned out how we were going to take him home. We ended up watching SpongeBob for a little longer so he could really get his bearings. Then I dropped him off at his house. I drove him home in his car so he didn't have to drive. Didn't want to worry about that. And Michael met me there. So I dropped Steve off. We both hopped out. I just hopped right in Michael's car and Steve walked in. And what I've been told is bro's dad was not home and his mom hasn't said shit. So by all accounts, by all information I've been given, we're fine. We made it through the day unscathed if you don't consider my TV, (laughs) which really sucked, man. I got to be honest. Like, everything was already shit, and it's like, all right, I guess my TV's gone too. Fuck me, right? But really what matters is that I had an unforgettable birthday. (laughs) I really did, man. There's no way I'm ever going to forget this experience, bro. Just Steve being unresponsive on the couch, but still laughing at all the jokes we made. We were trying everything to get him to come back, bro. Like, we we showed him SpongeBob, right? We were thinking, hmm, maybe familiar things might draw him back. I thought, fuck it. Might as well try it. I pulled up r slash titty drop, just scrolling through videos of boobs. And he was, like, smiling. He He was like, yo, but not verbally, but... You know, we were all laughing about it. Gio was laughing about it. And then I started joking about, oh, no, what you want to see is some granny titties. And he starts laughing on the couch. Like I said, bro can't talk to me, but he's dying laughing about some granny titties. And an experience. That's what that was. Once in a fucking lifetime, I'm sure. Because I've never heard of that. My parents, who are older than me and have experienced more, they've never heard of that. So let's try to uh, let's try to keep it to once in a lifetime. I'm sure I'm sure as hell Steve is gonna keep it to once in a lifetime. So yeah, that's the biggest thing about this week, man. I uh, I don't know what else I could say to top that. I got some small shit. I'm. I went to the Family Dollar the other day, because that's a good place to get Pokemon cards, and the dude behind the counter, I asked him, yo, uh, do you guys have Pokemon cards here? And he said, yeah, you want all of them? <laughs> like, all right, yeah, what, how much? He said, $500, I'll give you all of them. I told him, nah, bro, if you would have given me a deal, I would have taken you up on it, and he's like, nah, that is a deal, man, you don't know, you might make it back in the first pack. I said, shit, you got a point, I'm not going to lie, but... Nah, I'll pass, but I looked at it, and you know what? They did have a uh, like a promo card box that I hadn't seen anywhere else, so score. It's only like 15 bucks for four packs. I'll take that any day, and I just love experiences like that, like that dude just shooting the shit, just wanted to make me laugh, and you know what? I'll participate. I'm not one of those who, who just like, ha, 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 smile and keep going. Nah, bro. 
I'll talk. We'll have fun, man. Make the day go by faster for both of us. It's pretty cool. Cool experience. Um, also got a lot of Pokemon cards for my birthday. It was kind of overshadowed by the, um, you know, traumatizing events that happened thereafter. But I got like six or seven hits. Some pretty cool shit. Got a uh, got a Gyarados. Got one of those new starter Pokemon. Just uh, all in all, pretty cool. And it was just fun opening them. Like, I got all the packs, and I didn't have to pay for them. So that's the, that's a gambler's dream, right? Being able to gamble without losing anything because I'm not buying it. So that was pretty dope. And then finally, well, I guess two more things. The I went to Kroger this week just to pick up some stuff. It was like during the day. Uh, earlier than usual because I can get out earlier from my job now. So it's a different crowd you're dealing with. But I was walking through and I pushed my cart around my usual path. I got my water. Up next is the orange juice and milk and stuff. I don't need orange juice. So I kind of just round the corner and stop by the milk. Well, as I'm passing the orange juice, I realize there's a dude who's like standing on the other side of me and the orange juice so i'm i'm thinking oh i'm in his way let me keep let me push a little faster get out of his way he can get his orange juice so i push up to the milk and then i I let go of my cart to open the door turn my head to the right and this dude is still standing behind me like follow like i guess follow maybe he needs milk too all right I, i guess following me and so i put the milk in my cart and i start to push my cart And then as I, like, start to step, this dude starts to step with me, like, behind me. And so, at this point, I am fed up with the fucking games. I just stop. I turn around, and I nearly put my face, like, in his face. No, I don't. That that would be gross. I wouldn't do that. That, But I did, like, turn around and stare him down and, like, wait for him to do whatever the fuck he needed to do. And he said, no, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. And and so in my head, I'm like, all right, I will fucking go ahead. What? What? And so I start walking. And you know what? He must have just like opened the milk and took a secret door out of the Kroger from there. Because I didn't see him again the whole time I was in the store. Which I was thankful for. Made shopping a lot easier. And then finally, this week, I fucking cooked and I kicked ass. Okay? I was surprised. Eileen and I, we have this thing. Every, uh, once a week, we like to cook dinner, and we just switch off whose responsibility it is. Like this week, it's hers. She's supposed to cook tomorrow, and I don't know what she's making. The fun part is, I don't think she knows what she's making either. She normally does shit at last minute. She's the type, she'll ask me, like, as she's getting off work and supposed to be on the way to my apartment at 5 o'clock, Hey, so what do you want for dinner? What do you want me to grab from on the way? And what do you want? And I'm just like, dude, what? Why do we have to do all this right now? Why? why? Plan, please, plan. But it, it's okay. But last week, I made burgers and potatoes. Like, uh, not fried potatoes, but kind of like baked. Not baked potatoes either, but I, I, I chopped them up and I put them in the oven, seasoned them first. And I, you know, thawed out some ground beef and I had some leftover Italian sausage, mixed that in with it, made sure to season it all real well. And I did kind of smash burgers this time, never done that before, which is where you kind of make them into a ball. And as right when you put it on the hot skillet, you smash it all the way down. So it just is really thin and it cooks through really fast. I did those, pulled them off. She had her gluten free buns. I didn't have any buns or cheese, so I just ate it with the potatoes 
she had already been eating, and so I, I finally made my plate and sat down, cut into it, picked the bite on my fork, took the bite, ate it, and said, yo, hold on. And then she just looks over me with a smile, and she's like, yeah, you did that. You did that. I'm like, yo, I, I low-key did. I'm not going to lie. And and like that's the great part about having such low expectations for yourself in something is like, I surprised and impressed the shit out of myself. I, I was eating the rest of the meal with like a big smile on my face. And I, I once again, I got to give some attribution to Joseph Arrington, the uh, Royal Coda's drummer, a lot like Bird's drummer. He's always posting food on his Instagram, inspiring me to cook. So thank you, sir. You, you, uh, you were a true... Hmm. An inspiration, yeah. There you go. You're a true inspiration. Like I said, I had a margarita today. So if if the if the if the uh, neurons aren't sparking like they normally should or normally would, that's why. All right, that's gonna be my excuse. Let's see where we are at in the recording. Forty minutes in. You know what that means. Just enough time for some. Am I the asshole? We'll do one or two and then call it. All right. All right, okay, all right, okay, all right, okay. Am I asshole for telling my sister her son is only special to her? Nah, that's kind of funny. Am I asshole for telling my brother's pathetic that he can't do the basics of what his wife did? Uh, nope. Am I asshole for calling my daughter's father spineless and his girlfriend creepy over their name choice for their daughter? Oh my gosh, they're like eight long-ass paragraphs, dude summarize it am i the asshole for ditching my sign bridesmaid at a wedding for one that is younger and a different race that as me i ended up leaving the wedding early not interested am i the asshole for how reactive to my son coming out for me okay here we go i just want you to know the first words in this are using my oh never mind he's talking about making the post never mind Using my lurking account, Dash, that he's saying that, meaning I'm making this post on a burner, I thought that was the beginning of the story as to how he found out his his son was gay or whatnot. He used his lurking account. Ne- never mind, never mind, disregard. Anyway, am I the asshole for how I reacted? My 37 male reacted to my son, 17 male coming out to me. And I would like to say, to, for full disclosure, and transparency i am only picking this post because it was the only one labeled asshole out of the top posts of the week out of like the first 10 so uh don't expect anything good from this okay it's been pointing out my it's been pointed out my title wording makes the post seem worse than it is and i apologize for that it wasn't my intention so maybe it's not that bad all right or this is like reverse bait (laughs) he's luring us in and then he's gonna bomb us Uh, So I've always known my son had an interest in men. He was slow on the pickup of incognito mode, and from the searches he made, I figured he was at least bi-curious, if that's the proper term for it. All right, he's already using proper terms and, like, making sure, hey, guys, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm trying to be respectful. So I don't know how bad this will be. Well, last year he started bringing a boy around, and it was obvious they were dating, to the point I figured that he knew I knew, and it wasn't a big deal to anyone. Well, apparently, I was wrong. 
After school yesterday, he and his boyfriend came up to me and said there was something really important they needed to tell me. My son said that they were dating and had been for a year. Well, I was surprised that he wasn't aware I knew and was a bit thrown off. My mouth moved faster than my brain, and I said, <laughs> Oh, boy. Here we go. Line of the year. My son told me that that he and this guy had been dating, all right? My mouth moved faster than my brain, and, and I said, Well, that's pretty fucking gay. <laughs> Kudos to you, sir. Now, I thought it was peak comedy since it is, in fact, gay. However, I understand using the word gay in that way gives it a very negative undertone, hence the mouth faster than brain comment. Now, my son and I are usually pretty edgy with our humor, this being fairly tame for the stuff we joke about. While probably not appropriate for the situation, it wasn't our norm for a conversation between us. However, he and his boyfriend were very, very upset and left. I'm probably the asshole, but I thought I would check and see if y'all had advice on what I can say to fix it. He currently won't respond to my texts or calls. All right, and this is the response, or this is the update. I didn't expect this to gain so much traction. It's a bit intimidating. I'm reading all the comments, though. Anyways, here's an update. He's at his grandparents' house. He told them to tell me he'll be home tomorrow after school to talk. I'll update you all after the conversation. This was six days ago, so he's not updating anybody. Look, if I want to be overly empathetic... From my stance, from how empathetic I normally am, I'd say, yeah, you're the asshole because he was being sensitive and you, you know, you said something pretty harsh. But I fully get he was coming at it as a joke. He was just trying to joke. He was trying to be funny and probably ease the tension because, you know, it was really obvious to him that his son was gay. So I don't think, you know, if we're going to label this dude as the asshole, I wouldn't at least point him, put him as like a hateful asshole or an intentional asshole. I definitely don't think that it was. It was bad, you know. I, I think that it was an accident or that he he had different intentions. But regardless, let's let's read a comment and then we'll wrap this one up. You're the asshole for the wording. I won't lie. Someone who has been out and proud for years. That joke made me laugh my ass off. Right, right. That's solid. That's super solid. But your son needed support more than humor. In the grand scheme of things, though, I was expecting much worse from the title. Me too. So I think if you just apologize and explain what you meant in a humorous way and that you fully accept him and his partner, you and your son will be fined. Fine, not fined. Yeah, I think that about wraps it up, man. I think that about wraps it up. And, uh, you know, I am dying from heat because I turned my AC off to record this so that there's not just... Uh, humming in the background so i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up get my sweaty balls on out of here but uh i hope y'all have a great week i hope you have a productive week just like i am uh hoping to have and hey who knows maybe i'll uh get at you a little bit earlier next week huh maybe on time Ooh, ooh. i make no promises all right we'll see what i can uh we'll see what i can manage but until then Au revoir. Uh, Have a great week. Take it easy. And I will talk to you later.